This is a story about food and how we produce it. It begins with writer Craig Childs, who spent three days in Iowa hiking through fields of genetically modified corn as research for his latest book. This is what he saw in those fields. When you walk into the corn, you immediately disappear, like two steps in, you're, you're completely gone. We set our camp here on this place that had excess herbicide, so the, there, were, there was a space that we could actually drop our tents. And there were grasshoppers in these corridors, just thousands of them because the grasshoppers can't get into the corn. The corn is genetically modified so that it has a gene that is a pesticide already in it. So when the grasshoppers eat the corn, they die. And, and so they're eating anything they can find. They ate my shirt. It, it was just, it was, the, it was honestly the most miserable thing I've ever done in my life. This is what food production looks like in America today. Big agricultural companies raising a landscape and planting all one thing, getting absolute maximum yield from the soil and the plants. All this is done with little regard to ecological impacts and health risks associated with pesticide spraying, heavy tillage, and the genetic altering of our food sources. But food production doesn't have to look like this. Gemini Farms feels like a cross between a hippie commune and an Amish settlement. The farm nestles in the foothills of the Chuchas Mountains, outside the small town of El Valle, New Mexico. Teague Channing runs the place with his brother and his wife, and the help of several friends and neighbors. Teague wears his shirt buttoned all the way up, its pert little collar peeking out from under his wiry red beard. Teague and his family raise meat and dairy goats and grow organic root vegetables and squash that they sell in the region. They sow and harvest their crops using human and animal power and try to subsist primarily on what they can produce themselves on their 15 acres of leased land. In Teague's own words, their goal at Gemini Farms is to step back into an old world way of doing things. At like year five, we were gonna get a tractor. And we, we were just, we were working, we had expanded to too many acreage to do by hand or with tiller. So we were, we kind of debated, should we get a tractor or should we start working with horses? And um, our natural inclination was to give the draft power a try. The first team I got was a team of donkeys. And I got them from a man down in southern New Mexico. They were broke as a joke, super safe. Um, and he just, you get with one old timer who's slow enough to want to share and teach and you can pick up all the basics. So I came home with the basics and from there we just started, you know, started running with it, you know. Teague only plows with a team of three animals, but they do as much work for him as a tractor would. And in his opinion, they're a lot less hassle. Horse farms have much fewer inputs. You're generating a lot of your own fertility through manure. And if you can grow hay and you're generating, you're, you're growing your own fuel, you know? And um, once you learn how to trim your hooves and repair your harness, all this machinery is so simple, very few moving parts, you know? So I think for the, 
small farmer, you know, horsepower is very practical and profitable. As a small business venture, Gemini Farms is more successful using animal power rather than motorized power. But Teague realizes that this model only works for a certain size farm operation. Once you get over a certain number of acres, well then you can't beat those big GPS tractors. The guy doesn't even drive in there, he just, he's along for the ride. And when you get to that scale of farming, there's no place for horses in that scale of farming. Horse farming requires people. Teague isn't in direct competition with Big Egg, but he still gets frustrated with the federal laws and subsidies that blatantly favor large food producers. For example, Gemini Farms keeps only enough goats to provide dairy for Teague and his family because there's no possibility of expansion to a larger market. Raw dairy is illegal in the U.S. You know, there are a lot of people who are just up in arms about how ridiculous the big dairy lobbying against small-scale raw dairy products. And, you know, you get a few people sick here and there, and I know tuberculosis was an issue back in some 30 years ago or whatever, and they've like outlawed raw dairy in America. You know, we drink raw dairy every day, and I, I think I think we're fine. You know, don't 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 let the USDA hear your podcast. Um. Teague and his family have found a way to live deliberately on Gemini Farms. They farm organically and with animal power because it's ethically and economically self-sustaining, but also because they're passionate about this way of life. There's like a revival of this stuff happening in the whole country right now, of animal power. You know, it was like the norm until a few generations ago, and then we all got off on this driving fast in cars trip, and, and, and there are more and more people returning to, to using animal power. It's still a m tiny fraction, but... He's part of a larger community of people across the country who are choosing to look backwards to go forwards. People who reject the notion that huge monoculture farming is the only way to produce food. Craig called that cornfield in Iowa the most miserable place he's ever been, a place where grasshoppers will eat your clothing in an attempt to survive. Do we really want to eat what's being grown in that cornfield? There are other ways to produce food, ways that involve people and animals instead of chemicals and machines. These methods are old and also new, and give consumers a better option than mass-produced GMO corn. They also give farmers an opportunity to live and work with the land, instead of just taking from it. You know, if you've got a farm and fields, and you get a plow and a disc, it's, it's just uh, cool as shit. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Kari Poshton.